Welcome to Peds in a Podcast, where our team of specialists shares with you tips on all things health and development for your little ones. My name is Leanne Tran, and I'm one of the psychologists here at Peds in a Pod. Today we're joined by our administration superstar, Tori, whose voice you may recognise if you've called us on the phone. Tori explains the process of seeing a paediatrician and if there is a long wait, what parents can do in the meantime. We hope you find it useful. Welcome, Tori. You're one of our receptionists at um, based at the Wool and Gabba practice. Yeah. Thanks correct. so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad. So you um so today we're going to talk about the process of seeing a pediatrician for the first time. And that's um, you know, like anything, if you haven't done it before, um, you don't know what to expect. And so I thought it would be good to explain the process for families and also so they can help their kids know what to expect when they come and see Um, I guess one of our paediatricians, but also the other allied health staff that we have here as well. Um, First of all, we probably need to talk about um, how busy everything is at the moment. So um, a lot of the doctors are booked um, for a long time into the future. That's correct. Um, It's probably... How many months would you say, like six months or more? Oh, I think it, it depends if you're looking down the line of a general paediatrician versus like a subspecialty um, right. as in you know, endocrinology or, or gastro, um, you know, related issues. Sure. If we are looking down the lines of general paediatrics, um, it is quite long, as you mentioned, unfortunately, I'd probably be saying a little bit more than 12 months at this stage. Hmm. Um, I guess depending on the location too, whether it's Woolloongabba, North Lakes, Springfield and whatnot. Um, Mackay probably has the shortest wait list at the moment, which is great for um, the, the patients in far north Queensland. Yeah, that's good. I'm, and often that's an area that's, um, you know, difficult for people to see a paediatrician. So they might have, it's good now, but, you know, they yes. are in general, find it harder. Um, so I, we, we talked the other day about how um, if you, you on the, front desk reception yeah. and not booking for um, people to see a general paediatrician if the if the time is if it's more than 12 months from now is that right that's correct yeah so essentially um, books are not closed but we're just not taking bookings outside of a 12 month time frame mm-hmm. um, for those general paediatricians yeah um, uh, we definitely will try and provide uh, extra you know avenues for families though uh, when they do phone because um, we do understand that you know it is difficult times um, and we try and relieve, you know, the anxieties for families uh, when it comes to booking as well. So we'll try and give them some options when they phone. Right. So they might be able to um, find other options for seeing a paediatrician and yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, you know, if we have, um, you know, a list that we can pro- uh, provide to the families, um, you know, with phone numbers um, that we know that, uh, you know, those other practices might be able to help as well. Absolutely. We just want to make sure at the end of the day that the families are going to try and get the help as soon as possible. Yeah, sure. So can you tell me a bit about why um, 
why there is that decision about the 12 months? Yeah, certainly. So generally, uh, when families come to see a paediatrician, it's normally instigated by a general practitioner. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the GP will provide the family with a referral, that referral needs to be started within 12 months time uh, so that families can get their rebates. Okay. Um, If we obviously then are booking patients outside of uh, the 12 month time frame, let's say uh, 2023, which is a bit scary when you think about it. Yeah. um, By the time you get to that appointment, if that patient still needs that uh, appointment, uh, they actually need a new referral by then because the one that they would have already received would have expired by then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it saves them from having to go back and yeah, to the pediatrician. Yeah, a double GP appointment per se. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think um, that would be helpful for families and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I like the way that you're um, helping families try to find another avenue as well in the meantime because um, ideally, you know, for kids as well, waiting for longer than that 12 months is, is not um, the the ideal, right? We'd, we'd love for them to see somebody before then. So absolutely, yeah. and yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head there. Like it's really just about the families and and the patients, and we want to make sure that they you know can get that help you know as soon as possible, regardless if it was through Peds and Apollo or another you know fantastic practice. Yeah. Okay. And so then we do have families who are booked in and will be coming to see a pediatrician. Um, and many, you know, for the first time. What um, is the process usually like for for people bringing their children in? Yeah, so, I mean, when you come uh, to see a paediatrician, you know, you you come in on the day, uh, you'll be greeted by, you know, friendly receptionists, uh, warm um, and inviting. We don't want it to be too clinical for families Mm. because we understand it's for children. So uh, when you come in, uh, you'll see, you know, lots of uh, bugs uh, and and things that will be inviting for children. So it's not so scary. Um, You know, we'll probably already have, you know, your referral, uh, you know, your registration form saved into Mm -hmm. um, you know the files everything like that Um, so then you'll just be uh, you know uh, provided a seat in the waiting room Uh, you know doctor will come out and grab you Uh, you know you'll go in with uh, you know as your family or you know with your uh, with your sorry child um, and then when you're in there, you know, the, the doctor will go through everything in, in the GP referral. So that clinical information provided by the GP is really helpful. Yeah. Um, but they'll also, you know, go into details, you know, about, you know, from your point of view as well. So not just the, the clinical information provided. Mm. Um, I would probably say more often than not, families should expect to, uh, you know, have a follow-up appointment. So not everything would be done in that initial consultation. So I think um, if you came with the expectation of getting a, a diagnosis in that initial consultation, I'd probably say you, you should prepare yourself for, you know, a follow-up appointment instead um, and whatnot like that. Right. So, yeah. so it's not um, it's not the kind of thing where you can come and get, I guess because the process is about getting the information from families um, and sometimes we need, well, pe- sometimes paediatricians need to get information from other sources as well or get assessments and things. So it's not something that you can kind of wrap up in that first session. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in that first consultation, you know, the doctor might, um, you know, send you away with some, you know, questionnaires, like online questionnaires uh, that will be for yourself as a family to complete, mm-hmm. as well as the school. Um, so then when you come in for your follow-up, um, there'll be a, a generated report, for example, and then your paediatrician can go through that with you as well. So you wouldn't necessarily have that in your initial consultation, which is why the follow-ups are really important. 
Yeah, okay. And that's probably true for um, if there are referrals for assessments from from other like allied health practitioners as well. Yeah, Is that right? yeah, certainly, absolutely. I would say, yeah, you'd, you'd be going down, you know, the very similar avenue. Yeah. So I think I like to think about it with parents where um, they've come in and they've given a lot of initial information. And, and like you say, it's the information from the GP, but also the paediatricians hearing from the family what their concerns are and their priorities and, and what they would, um, you know, what, what they're looking for support with. Yeah. Um, and then the referrals or questionnaires that are completed are kind of like the paediatrician asking a question um, about what's happening and then at that follow-up is when, you know, they've got the answers or that information from families so that um, then they can be piecing it together then. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you do need a little piece from every avenue um, just so that you're not you're looking down just one track mind. Mm. Um, so that information from the GP, from from yourself, from the school, any allied health, like that's really going to give you like a, a, a broad, a broader rather, um, I think, you know, uh, information scale, I guess you could say. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's not just one avenue, so to speak. Yeah. Um, because everyone, you know, who deals with your child, you know, they might have a different experience. So their input is really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's really helpful, I think, for families to know. Sometimes when we're the ones doing, um, the work each day, we forget what it's like for new people coming through. Um, one, one question I had was about, um, how given that there's, um, there could be a bit of a wait time for people seeing paediatricians, um, is there a way that families can do things a bit differently while they're waiting or, or other things they can get prepared in the meantime? Yeah, certainly. So I think you, once you've had that discussion with your general practitioner, that's really important. Then you kind of know uh, what it is uh, that you, uh, I guess, are expecting when you come to PEDS in a pod. So, for example, like if we were going down uh, the lines of, you know, a query like cognitive or delay or you know something along those lines um you have your pediatrician appointment you know your date it's quite far in the future but you uh want to maybe seek out some assessments prior so that when you physically come to your first appointment you've already got some reports and some information that will be really helpful um it kind of would save a step too so if you came to see your pediatrician after you know you waited that long mm-hmm. your pediatrician might then also send you for a, an assessment so I guess you, if you came with that report already, that would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to put pressure on families either. Like it's not absolutely necessary. You don't have to have those things. Yep. Like you said, I guess it's just an option. So um, if you did have that, you know, I guess it could be with anything as well. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a cognitive um, assessment or, or something like that, but something to keep at the back of their minds. Sure. Um, and I also think too, you know, um, uh, again, they don't have to have anything from the school, um, but, you know, even if they had, you know, just, a, you know, a one-page document, dot points even, you know, from the teacher, what what they recognise um, during school hours, mm. you know, having that feedback, you know, um, that would be really helpful as well, like in that initial consultation because you're not having to try and think of, you know, what did Mrs Smith say at the last parent-teacher meeting um, or something like that. It'll be all there for you. Um, and any report cards as well, you know, that will be helpful yeah. um, as well well so I think you know yeah not necessary but absolutely it could be an option for families yeah so it sounds like you know 
that it's not necessary, but if they've got that information, it would be really helpful to bring it. Um, usually parents have the information from school, like report cards and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Whatever you can gather, I think, is, is helpful, yes. Yeah, but then there are some times when um, it's easier to predict what the the paediatricians might want and and that would come from the discussion with the the general practitioner I think so yes yeah Yeah, that's correct because they're going to point you in that right direction I think sure Um, because for a lot of families you know um, you know I guess they don't necessarily know maybe what what it is that they need to seek the help for but that's where the the GP can point them in the right direction um, and then the families have that idea and then they can you know seek that extra support um, you know prior to coming here as well which is really helpful. Yeah, I think that's really great advice and talking with the GP about it because sometimes too parents can end up um, being, you know, finding themselves in the Mm. wrong direction and getting things that they or spending money on things that might not be necessary or helpful. Yeah, don't underestimate the GP, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely good to talk to them about what, um, yeah, what could be worthwhile. Yes, certainly. Um, the other thing I wanted to pick up on too is you were talking about um, the information from the school. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, um, well, I, I don't know if you you agree, but sometimes I see families who say that their um, school has recommended that they come along to see a paediatrician and they don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really difficult place for parents to be because they're trying to explain something that certainly they don't know. Yeah. So that's where I think the... Um, the the letter from the school or something detailing their thoughts and reasoning can be really helpful. Yeah, exactly. It it brings a bit of clarity, I guess, uh, to the appointment when you come. Exactly like you said. So yeah, you're not having to guess or or worry about you know um, yeah, I guess what was it that the school referred me for um, yeah. kind of thing. But um, I. I'll just touch really quickly on that, though, I think. If a school has referred you, you will still need to visit your GP regardless to obtain your referral because that referral is really important, um, especially for your Medicare rebates um, come the the day of your appointment. So, I mean, it's fantastic that the school refers you, um, but you technically will still need to visit your GP as well. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And it's more, I, I guess I... It's not really that schools refer, but schools recommend that Correct. that families come and see a paediatrician. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is a question that um, because I know that then the paediatrician um, appointment can then be eligible for a rebate um, once the GP's made a referral. But is it actually also a requirement that there's a GP referral to see a paediatrician, or can parents just come and see paediatricians? So it's not a requirement, no. Um, okay. The, the first and foremost, the referral is uh, to provide the clinical information yep. to, to the paediatrician, which is definitely important, mm. um, but absolutely your Medicare rebate. So without um, coming with a valid referral from a GP, um, I can touch base really quickly to um, a specialist referral, um, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, from another, you know, doctor, a subspecialist, right. cardiologist, something yep. like that. Um, as long as they had a provider number, um, okay. you know, they could refer. But realistically, that referral um, is going to get you your Medicare rebate. So, no, you don't have to come with a referral, but you will be out of pocket, unfortunately, with, with 
you yeah. can't process those rebates to Medicare. Sure. Um, and very similar, uh, you know, when you do come uh, to those appointments with the with the referrals, um, you know, um, you have the, the 12 months to start it, but then once you start it, then essentially it's valid for 12 months from the GP from your start date. Um, mm. And then from a, a specialist, it's valid for three months. So just a bit shorter than a GP. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then one question too was about the, you mentioned at the beginning, the subspecialists. And yes. I guess paediatricians in a way are, are specialists in child health. So yes. that's why the, the GPs refer to them. Yeah. Then we have some subspecialists like um, gastroenterologists and cardiologists. Um, does, do GPs generally refer straight to those people or do they, uh, do families generally see a general paediatrician first before seeing a subspecialist? Realistically, can be either. Um, so okay. uh, a GP, if they're confident, you know, that it's cardiac uh, related, sure. um, you know, there's a heart murmur, for example. Um, yeah, absolutely. Can just refer straight to the cardiologist. Doesn't have to come through, uh, you know, the general paediatrician for then the general paediatrician to refer to the cardiologist. Sure. Okay. Um, those, um, in those instances where the GP is confident in a subspecialist, mm. regardless if it was cardiology or, you know, gastroenterology related, um, you know, that would also reduce some wait times. So that's really helpful as mm. well. So if your GP can narrow down, uh, you know, a subspecialty maybe, um, then that's really helpful because, yeah, you could get in sooner than a general paediatrician. So mm. um, definitely having that chat with with the, um, the GP is, yeah, going to potentially save you some time as well. Yeah, sure. So maybe a tip would be if you're seeing your general paediatrician mm. to try and book one of those long appointments so that you can have that in-depth discussion with them. Um, when you're maybe. seeing your GP? Yeah, yeah when yeah, you're seeing the um, GP. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you can so they really can get the go into yeah. it all with you. Um, and, you know, the GP can, you know, even jump onto our Peds in a Pod website. It's mm. got a list of all of the doctors, but also the subspecialty doctors as yeah. well and about what they do. And, you know, that can be really helpful. And yeah. if the GP is not sure, like, absolutely, they're more than welcome to phone us. And, you know, we can try our best, uh, you know, to provide some information. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't provide medical advice, obviously, being no. reception. Um, but, you know, we can certainly, you know, tell you from our experience, you know, what that doctor, you know, might primarily see versus not see. Yeah, sure. I am continually amazed at how much information um, you you guys have out the front about mm. um, how everything works and who does what and really helping families know um, which avenue to follow yeah. um, and for for GPs and, and other practitioners as well and how to access it and what information people need. So, um, yeah. We try I, out. We try our best and, um, you know, we don't always have the answer but we will always try and find that answer for you. So if we don't have it straight away, we will absolutely try and do our best to try and get that answer to you regardless. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've, I see that on a daily basis. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for all that you do. That's okay. Yeah, no problems. Um, one last question I had was because you do have a lot of um, experience with families and, and you probably deal with, um, you know, so many questions that you might find things that, are, that come up commonly. Do yeah. you have any, um, are there common questions that families ask that you could help um, answer for them today? 
I think we maybe touch on it a little bit with like the rebates. Yeah. So um, a question um, I guess would be, uh, you know, does my child A need to attend that appointment, especially that first appointment? Right. Because um, sometimes families, you know, they might want to discuss some things, you know, that, uh, you know, might not necessarily they want to discuss in front of the child. Mm. Um, but it is very important that child still does attend that um, appointment, mm. um, uh, I guess, for two primary reasons, so that the paediatrician can, you know, meet that child and, you know, ask them questions as well, yeah. um, but also for the Medicare rebates. So um, if a child is not present for a, an appointment, if it was a face-to-face -face appointment or a telehealth or a phone, Medicare says, um, you know, basically that your child has to be present in order to get those rebates. Mm. So really important um, that, yeah, if for you to get that, that money back uh, with your GP referral, your child does need to be present for that appointment. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's true for all Medicare rebates, isn't it? So even psychology sessions and absolutely, um, yeah. absolutely, definitely. If you want a Medicare rebate, regardless of whom you're seeing, the child does need to be present. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, that's great. Yes. Is there anything else that you wanted to add, or do you think we've covered most of it today? Um, I think we've done a pretty good job. I guess, you know, for families, you know, we understand that is, you know, a really anxious time. I, mm. If it's something medically urgent, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, don't hesitate to present to your ED. Um, you know, they're really helpful as well. Yeah. Um, but, you emergency know, department. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> emergency okay. department. You get into all these little, like, uh, you know, short oh, yeah, know. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, so don't hesitate to present to your emergency department, whether it's uh, you know, mental health related or, or not as mm. well. Um, you know, don't don't wait. Um, but um, also, um, I guess then too, like, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. <laughs> I think that's a really good point, and that I've, um, I, I guess, because we're near the the children's hospital yes. here, and yes. having been there once myself too, it's it's can be daunting to know whether you're overreacting to things or not. But I mm. found that. Um, they've always said don't, you know, err on the side of caution. If you're worried, come yes. in. And they've been really helpful and friendly. So Absolutely. I think that's um, worth noting because that's reassuring for uh, families. 100%. And I remembered where I was going with that one. So if your GP had a referral and they marked it as urgent and mm. um, they specifically had, you know, the word on their urgent, uh, we can try and get that triaged for you by one of our doctors. So um, we couldn't, uh, reception couldn't necessarily give you a time frame, um, but Certainly, if it's marked as urgent, we'll get it through a triaging, triaging process. Um, and based on that clinical information, really important, that clinical information from your GP, that's what the paediatrician is going to go from as well um, to, you know, see if we could potentially help you a little bit sooner as well. Sure. So because, um, because you don't have that clinical knowledge or information, you're asking the paediatricians who do have it and weigh up the urgency of it. And Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much information that's packed into that referral is really important because that's how your paediatrician is going to get as much information about, you know, the situation that you're going through too because yeah. um, without that, you know, essentially they're not going to have that full, uh, you know, I yeah, guess clarity around it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's wonderful. I think this is, I've learned stuff today. That's so <laughs> I think it's going to be helpful for families as yeah. well. And um, I would encourage people to let us know if they have any questions Absolutely. because, um, you know, if, if, if you do, chances are other people have the same questions and we'd love to be able to answer that for people um, in a more general way rather than um, 
definitely know, each get, person get, get in touch don't hesitate yeah exactly yeah, there's so many of us and we're we're so eager to help you where possible um so yeah just reach out yeah you're not alone yeah, yeah, wonderful. Fantastic. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy job today. That's okay. To speak with no me. problem. I really it's appreciate a, it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Peds in a Podcast. If you found listening to us useful, we have plenty of resources on our website, including blogs, articles, and videos. If there's a topic not covered that you'd love to hear about, you can get in touch with us on our website. Visit us at pedsinapod.com.au.